passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Dan Weederer, on-air contributor for 670 The Score. You're going to be relying on a lot of young players, guys that have to materialize into who they thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. When either they drafted them or guys that they believe in that were already here, that's guys like Justin Fields. Bears beat reporter and enterprise writer for the Chicago Tribune. Matt has pounded it home from the day he took the job with the HITS principle and the acronym there and just saying repeatedly, we are going to be an effort-based football team. Dan Weederer. Get your track shoes on. With Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Dan Wiederer is on Twitter at Dan Wiederer. This segment is brought to you by Horizon Therapeutics, a global biotech company going to incredible lengths. And he joins us on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is on the way back from Lambeau Field. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, about to make our, our, our way from Brown Deer, Wisconsin, to Hallis Hall for Matt Eberflus's afternoon press conference. And I feel like we've got a lot to unpack throughout the week to try to figure out where this uh, team and this offense can get itself right. What was the most disappointing part about the loss? I, I mean, it's the, the 48 passing yards, right? We're two weeks into the season and the Bears have 153 net passing yards in the 2022 version of the NFL I think Tua threw for 199 yards in the fourth quarter yesterday and so when you look at this uphill mountain that this team is trying to climb and trying to find itself in that way they've got to find answers quickly I think Matty Brifluss sort of subtly alluded to it after the game that that he'd like a little more balance in his offense certainly an encouraging sign that they ran the ball as well and as as committed as they did last night but man you've got to find something in your passing attack that you can rely on and they don't have it yet I can't figure out what I'm watching as far as are the issues with the passing game on the quarterback or is it on the talent level or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it's everything, Lawrence. It's the protection. It's the quarterback. It's the receiving core. There just aren't a lot of answers. And we forecast this for months, right? We knew that the Bears didn't do a lot to upgrade the offensive line, didn't do a lot to put a lot of uh, established playmakers and proven guys around Justin Fields. And so they were going to have a thin margin for error. What I thought the Bears were going to be able to count on was David Montgomery as a a beast running back out of the backfield. He showed that last night. And then I thought you had an emerging receiver in Darnell Mooney and and an on-the-rise tight end in Cole Komet, who through two games, I think, have a combined four receiving yards. And that's majorly disappointing and certainly in need of solution here as they go into a a game next week that that this isn't easy. I, I hope folks in Chicago understand that the Houston Texans defense – 
flummoxed Russell Wilson for a good chunk of that game yesterday. And so given where the Bears are, I, I wouldn't walk into Soldier Field thinking, oh, it's just the Texans. We're going to walk out with another home win. This could be another ugly one that, that then <laughs> makes next Bears Monday even more uh, agitated than this one is. Do they not trust Fields? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I, I know what I think. I know what I see. But then trying to figure out what they think and what they see is a completely separate task. I think that's part of the inquest this week to figure out how much of the – they obviously don't trust their passing game, right? And when, and when you complete two passes and a half when you're trailing by three scores for much of it and at least two scores for all of it, you know you have problems with your, your passing attack. So the, the question is, is how do you divvy up that pie chart between uh, not trusting Justin, not trusting your protection, not trusting your playmakers on the outside? And, and, and you've got to find answers to that. And we've got to try, to try to sort to the bottom of that throughout this week to figure out what they can do to get unlocked because this is not – sustainable what they're doing right now uh and, and we'll see where it goes i mean justin has to figure out ways to to make plays in the passing game uh he has to figure out ways to get his coaches to give him more than 11 attempts again in a game where you trailed by double digits for the entire second half uh if you're the franchise quarterback you've got to be the guy that that brings you back and doesn't just rely on a rushing attack which by the way guys the bears ran for 103 yards on a single drive and didn't score yesterday only the bears could figure that out yeah and and i thought that i thought that that was supposed to make things easier for the passing game like th- these weren't like junk yards that the bears got on the ground like they actually were running the ball effectively so why doesn't it translate into more opportunities for the pass game to succeed yeah, it's, I mean, it's supposed to, right? You're supposed to get play action off of what you did on the ground yesterday. And so, listen, Luke Getze is a very process-driven guy. My hope is that when he gets in uh, his own lab at Hallis Hall this week and goes into things, he says, this is just part of the process, that we needed to be a team that commits to the running game and establishes a running game that opponents have to respect and fear a little bit. And now from there, it will unlock as the season goes along some of these other elements of our offense and certainly the passing game. But right now, it didn't do anything on Sunday night in Green Bay and it was troublesome. And Dan, I appreciate you bringing up the just the idea that that fourth and one play, while it may have felt pivotal to some in the moment, was not the season defining or even game defining moment last night. Adam Johns came into the the post game press conference uh, for Eberflus yesterday. And he said David Montgomery was was you know convinced that that Justin was across the goal line there. And I just said I said Adam, they lost by seventeen points. You know, like this this wasn't the game defining moment here. They 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 got blown out by a Packers team that's superior to them. And we have to stop getting caught in the weeds on some of this little stuff when there's much bigger issues that they have to solve. Let's talk about some of the bigger stuff. Like defensively, how was Green Bay able to shred them on the ground? Well, look, you knew throughout the week Aaron Rodgers was publicly lobbying to get his backs more touches and to get his backs more carries. I think they felt like in week one against the Vikings that they let the score kind of dictate that they get away from the run and try to do things in the passing game that weren't there for them. And so they were determined from, from the first drive to get Aaron Jones going, to get A.J. Dillon going. And the Bears, listen, like if you're Roquan Smith and you want to be paid as one of the, the stars in this league, you cannot have a, a game, no matter who's playing in front of you on the defensive line, where you don't make a splash play against a, a running attack that's, that's coming uh, you know, at you all, not, not necessarily at him, but right at the defense all game. You've got to make your presence felt. And I don't know that we felt Roquan enough 
last night. I don't know that we felt enough of the run-stopping element from this Bears defense to feel any confidence that they're going to be able to get that done. And again, the Texans are coming in with a, a good back, right? Damian Pierce is showing that he's an emerging young talent in this league. And, and I, I, already on Monday, I'm very worried about this matchup for the Bears that that maybe 10 days ago, you're saying, boy, this should be one of those surefire W's that you write on your, your magnet schedule on the fridge. Right, look, I don't want to blow this out of proportion, Dan, but the Matt Eberflus culture based on the hits principle is about buy-in mm-hmm. it is. And, and we, after what we went through with Roquan Smith in the off season, hold in, hold out dispute about his value trade me right effing now. Well, we can't, and we're not going to, all right, fine. I'll play. If he's not embodying the essence of the hits principle, that's meaningful, isn't it? And you and no one's ever going to say he's not trying, but he's. We know that he's very interested in his own future and his in everything that he's doing. The symbolic value of him not being really, really good hurts more than someone else like Justin Jones or Al Qadim Muhammad or something you just brought in. If he's not good, and this is all about buy-in and effort. I'm wondering what effect that has on the rest of the defense. See, I wouldn't diagnose it as buy-in or effort with Roquan. I just think that he needs to figure out a way to be the star that he believes himself to be, right? And I don't necessarily think it's a lack of buy-in into what Matt's asking him to do. I think you just have to find ways as a star to change games. I mean, we lived the Brian Urlacher era where we knew that at a moment's notice, he could just go take over a game. And I, you know, you know, listen, like Lovey used to go to him on the sidelines and say, Hey, a 54, we need you to make a play here. And then what would happen? Brian would make a play. The game would turn. And so that's the, the kind of money that Roquan Smith is asking for, which comes with responsibility to prove to your bosses that you're capable of making those kinds of plays. And I haven't seen it through his first three years. I think he's a really good player, but he's not a star. And if he wants to be a star, he's got to prove that he's a star. And, and, and that's certainly one of those defensive storylines. I think we have to watch here in the next month to see which trajectory he takes it on. If you don't have the T in the hits principle, I I don't think you can win, especially with the talent deficiency that the Bears have. So were there opportunities for more takeaways that the Bears didn't take advantage of? Aaron very rarely puts the ball in harm's way. And the, the only takeaway the Bears got was obviously on a, on a mishandled uh, handoff in the backfield. I, actually, it was... It was they rec- the Packers recovered the one that hit Christian Watson, right? And then they fumbled another one. Yep. I, th- I think that's the way that went down. So I-, I don't think there were a ton of opportunities for them. There rarely are against Rodgers, who played okay, right? He wasn't a spectacular performance from Aaron Rodgers based on what we're used to seeing. But I don't think there were a lot of opportunities there for the defense to take the ball away, particularly with their current talent level. I think we just got a, a-, a- another sort of primetime Lambeau Field reality check that this Bears team is everything that we forecast it to be for months of the offseason that they're a you know bottom tier five or six win team with an offense that's going to struggle and a, and a young quarterback who needs a lot of development that's going to take longer than most of the Chicago public is willing to wait so this is going to be a messy a messy season in a lot of ways and Sunday night was one of those messy nights that they've got to get figured out. Okay, there's there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, and I've been on this this morning, so I feel bad for for dragging you into it. I do not like the guard rotation, Dan. I've I've I really don't. Cause and and the thing is, I would be okay with it if I felt that Tevin Jenkins wasn't playing well, but I think that in the first two games he's played okay. Am I wrong? 
No, I, I think they need to get that figured out quickly. I think some of this is is an effort to get Lucas Patrick conditioned game-wise so that when his hand is, is strong enough to squeeze a football, that he's not playing catch-up there, right? That he can play a full game at center and not be winded and not be sort of trying to, to find himself within a season. And so they've got to... They've got to get that figured out quickly, right? Because I, I think the guard rotation throws things off a little bit, and it's part of a lot of discombobulation on offense right now. You guys, you look at that second quarter, and they have three series in the second quarter. In the first play of each of those drives in the second quarter, you had a sack, you had a false start, and you had a dropped pass on a, on a schoolyard out route by your tight end, right? And <laughs> that opens the door for a guy like Aaron Rodgers to hit you with a 21 to nothing uppercut, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, all right, well, this game is – this game is done at halftime, which so many of the games that I've covered at Lambeau Field are, and it just feels so dispiriting because you can't even do the basic things properly to set yourself up for possible fuel to to make a run at an upset. You said that you were concerned about Sunday against the Texans. Why? Because I think defensively they're strong, right? I think they've done some things in the first two weeks to – uh, really make life difficult on Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, right? <laughs> like those are two pretty accomplished, uh, established quarterbacks in this league that have had some difficulty there. I think they also have a running back, like I said, that that can run the ball hard. And when you just give up uh, the the number of rushing yards, 414 total yards given up last night by the Bears defense, you can't walk into a game just thinking, hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be right here, and and the game's gonna be within reach, and all we have to do is make make one broken play into a, a magic act, and we, and we get a win. You've got to be sound every single week with the talent that you have on this roster to be competitive and win games. And, and I just hope the bears are very aware after this performance Sunday night at, at what they're looking at in terms of competition across the rest of the league. And, and, and certainly I just, I, man, you've got to find something in your passing attack. You can't have Darnell Mooney with, with two catches for four yards after two weeks. You can't have Byron Pringle who you paid $4.1 million to having one catch for 22 yards through two games. Like, you know, they, they tell you every week, everybody gets paid, right? These are all professionals. Well, let your professionals make some, some plays and make some progress and show us that they deserve some of the accolades that they've gotten. And, and that's up to the entire coaching staff to get things unlocked this week. Considering that Eberflus runs a very similar, but not the same defense as Lovey Smith does, would it ring alarm bells to you if Justin Fields struggles against a defense that he sees in practice? Well, only if he's struggling with the recognition part of it, right? If he f looks like he's fooled, if it looks like he's just very slow in processing what he's seeing, both pre-snap uh, and, and, and in in-game action. He's got to find a way to do what we talked about when we, when we talked on the first day of training camp and, and, and find the comfort that creates the confidence that then leads to command, right? And command shows up. Like, command is undeniable on game night when you have a quarterback that's playing uh, within himself but with a, a certitude that rubs off on everyone around him. And the Bears have to find some of that here. Look, again, I'm, uh, the other question that I'm interested in asking Matt Eberflus this afternoon is if we're going to talk about the S in the hits principle, Justin Fields' decision to dive for the pylon on third down before the now notorious fourth and one play is one I want to get his coach's eye on because I, I'm not sure that that was not – more than six inches away from being a fumble touchback, right? Where you where you you dive for that pylon, you yeah, lose the ball at the half inch line. Yeah. Cunningham, right? Yeah, Benny Cunningham, Benny Cunningham, Fox here, right? right? Yeah. Fox thought it was a touchdown. He challenged it, and it became. I think it was against the Packers. It might have been, but it, I know I know it was a Fox challenge yes. that turned into the other team's ball. Yes. You know, and it was just so quintessential Bears. And so I'm just curious, you know, if Justin's going to be a, a threat on the run. You know, what are the coaching points for him? Were you okay with the decision there, given where the game was? And, and just try to get Matt's take on, on what that sequence was. Dan, thanks as always. Safe travels back.
Buckle in for a long week, fellas.